Greetings from Pandora. Welcome to A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us today for episode number 26, where today we're going to be talking about the big April 23rd patch, Mayhem 2.0, and the Revenge of the Cartel seasonal event. But first... Just a quick reminder that you can always get in contact with us via Twitter at Vault Hunters Pod or through our email, avaulthuntersguide at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can watch us record the podcast live at twitch.tv slash avaulthuntersguide. You can do just every single bit of that. <laughs> and then some. Yeah. We don't know what the and then some is, but we're figuring it out. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> so, show. Anyway. I'm like, I know this is like that we could almost make up an entire, an entire show just based around this part, but man, how have your last two weeks in the borderlands been <laughs> busy, very busy. Like you, so, um, Oh, quick, quick little woohoo. Uh, so this show is going to be dropping on the anniversary of our first ever episode. So happy one year to us. Woo. Is it like to the day? Yeah, to the day. Really? I didn't yeah. even know that. That's... Yeah, our first our first episode came out on April 30th and our you know, 26th episode is April 30th as well. So That's that's pretty good considering the fact that we're just like, ah, every other Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we started off like that though. I don't think No, we, we did. We we've, we've always uploaded it on Thursday. Oh, nice. So, anyways, um but yeah, super hyped uh about that and there was something else I was going to say about that. I don't know. Oh yeah, so we were we were originally going to do a uh, a different episode which I'm not going to I'm not going to discuss what that topic was, but we had a whole other show planned out, written, done, ready to record, you know, and then like and then on let's see, we wrote that last let's see. We wrote it on like the Monday after recording our last episode. Yep. And then this showed up and we're like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this now, you know, <laughs> like, which I mean, I'm not complaining. <laughs> no, no, I'm not either. So yeah, I've spent plenty of time, uh, in the borderlands doing all the things, um, you know, we'll get into the, all that. I'm sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I've been digging it. Um, Drew and I had a little fun because we were trying to, um, I, I specifically, I guess I was trying to, um, get, I, I'd been going hard on flack and some of the other characters and everything like that. Since I started playing on PC more, uh, more recently than I have been playing on PS4. Um, and the main reason for that is now, um, Beth and Drew and myself all have the game on PC. And so now that's become, I would say that's become our preferred platform. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, and the nice thing about that is um, I was trying to, I hadn't done much with Zane though. Cause I had played so much Zane on PS4. I was like, oh, I'll go with some other characters, but then this huge update came out. And uh, so now I picked Zane back up and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to have to have a max level Zane by the time this comes out and have them all ready to go and everything. I played so much Zane in a span of like 48 hours and it still wasn't going to be quite good enough uh, just because I was trying to get through the stories and level them up and get gear and everything. So uh, Drew helped me out. So I was just like, Hey man, here, you know, kind of, kind of breaking the fort. I don't know, breaking the fourth wall or whatever you want to call it. But I sent him my save file. I was like, Hey man, 
if you finish helping me level this up, you can keep the save file. He's like, well, I was going to, I was going to keep it anyway, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean like, and we, so we're not big on like downloading saves from, you know, from builds and stuff that you see by the, by the big guys. Um, just because it just doesn't, it doesn't quite feel right to us. You know, if you, if you're into that, that's cool. But like, um, it's not our bag. So, but we did, you know, like, so Jeff was level 40, Four when I got my hands on that save file on Monday, I think. Or no, yeah, because what the update? Yeah, because what the update came in, came out on like Tuesday or something like that. No, the Thursday. update came out on Thursday. Okay, but we found out about it I think on Tuesday, and so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was it. So I spent like so I got it Tuesday night, and then spent like all day Wednesday, and then all day, and then uh, you know. I spent like all day Wednesday working on that and getting it leveled up. Yeah. And then got it to where it needed to be like very early Thursday morning and sent it back to you. <laughs> yeah. And so. and for those and for those people wondering, it's like how is that any different than than downloading to you? Um First of all, that's a that's a very astute question. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Secondly, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah. No, um I I let the main thing is a lot of the gear that you see on those kind of downloads is like top tier, perfect gear, you know, perfect parts, perfect anointments and everything like that. And for me, um, the, the temptation would be a little too high to just keep that gear and just to run with it. Mm-hmm. And cause once you get max level, that's, that's what it is. Your max level, you can swap around stuff by respecking as much as you want. That's not a big deal. So it's not that aspect of it. It's like, man, it's like I, cause any, anyone that was following anyone that follows us on Twitter knows how hard I was going on looking for a skull masher for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the same, it's the same type of idea there. It's like, man, if, so if somebody set me up and they're just like, Oh, Hey, here's a skull masher that has perfect parts, matching grip, perfect anointment, everything like that. I'd be like, Hmm. Hmm. It's like, I, I, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so. I'm, I'm all for, um, doing exploits and stuff that I can get in the game, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, like we'll talk about that a little bit later today, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, um, but like, I don't know. So Jeff, you did 44 levels worth of work with that character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I did the final 13 levels worth of work, which is you know which probably didn't take as long as your original 40 44 levels but sure fuck if it didn't feel like it you know <laughs> <laughs> well and so. and that might and and who knows because you know every time like every level is a little bit hard to get than the next one just based on experience mm-hmm, alone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so so no i get that but but yeah that's that's kind of thing um to to put it in perspective uh for some people this way uh, I know that I've talked about this a few times. I do a lot of like recording of my own music and things like that. So, and I play guitar quite a bit too. And so I just record myself playing guitar. If I wanted to, I'm good enough at using my recording software and everything to where I could manipulate it to fix some bad notes and to speed things up or anything like that in the software after I've recorded it on guitar. 
me personally, I feel more of a sense of accomplishment from getting it right the first time and working hard to do that and knowing I can do it consistently. So that way I don't have to do that. And uh, to me, it also feels like less work on the front end doing that uh, right the first time when recording it than having to go in and fix it. And it's the same kind of thing. So when I farm for gear, I get that satisfaction and I get that nice dopamine hit from getting the item and uh, getting the rolls that I want on it as well. So I don't want to take away from my own satisfaction of doing that. Yeah, like, I mean, I could have easily, I mean, quick spoiler, like I could have gone and just downloaded a yellow cake from somewhere, you know, at some point, but... I went and farmed for it and found the one that I was looking for. And I was like, so I'm sitting on the couch, right? Cause like I have my, my laptop in, <clears throat> in the living room. So like I can chill with the family while they're doing other stuff, you know, on yeah. the TV or whatever. So I'm sitting there and I'm playing and then, and I got the yellow cake with the annoyance that I want. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God, you know, and, and, uh, and my wife's sitting there next to me. She's like, what's wrong? And I was like, no, no, like I'm fucking stoked right now. (laughs) Like I'm so excited, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was, it's, it genuinely like, I wouldn't have had that feeling had I just clicked download, you know, but like, like we said, we're not disparaging anybody who, who wants to do it that way. You know, everybody has fun their own way. That's yeah, fine. We're not. Yeah, we also want. We also understand that not everyone has the same amount of time that we do. Just like we don't have the same amount of time that some other content creators do. So yeah, there you go. That's we know. We all because we know that while uh, while we don't download stuff, we we know that those content creators that put out those builds and everything, it's like yeah, yeah, no, they 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 farmed for that perfect piece of year, so they did that work themselves too. So yeah, for sure. You know, the only thing that we do have an issue with is those people that sell builds on like eBay and stuff like that or guns. Fuck Don't, those people. Uh, yeah. Like no, like no joke there. Like fuck those people. That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're a scumbag. If you do that, if you subscribe to the show and you do this and you do that, unsubscribe and I don't care. Yeah. Do it. Write me out. <laughs> Also, also let us know uh, when you unsubscribe. Be like, hey, I'm one of those guys that does that, and you guys suck. I'm just trying to make a buck or whatever. Everyone's got to make a living. Let us know that on Twitter so that way we can know to block you and we can know your username so we can block you on any other platform. Please do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> Anyways, all right, we're 10 Thanks. minutes. Thanks. Yeah. Anyways, we are 10 minutes into this thing, and we have a whole lot of shit to cover. So let's go ahead and get into it. Massive patch was dropped on April 23rd, 2020 uh, for BL3. This is going to be like a, this is like a major turning point for the game, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is like a pinnacle. Huge. Be like, yeah, there was the game before April 23rd and then there was the game afterwards. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's that much of a huge difference. Right. Um, so I'm going to do a real quick rundown of everything that we got in this. I'm not going to address every single little thing. But everything we got on the April 23rd patch, uh, we got the Revenge of the Cartels seasonal event. We got Mayhem 2.0, a ton of stability fixes, network and multiplayer fixes, additional SDUs for bank size, backpack size, heavy ammo, and sniper rifle ammo. Um, 
multiple weapon fixes, about a dozen general fixes, 10 audio fixes, several updates to Borderlands Science, a bunch of effects fixes, about 10 mission fixes, 20 UI issues were addressed, a couple small echo echo cast patch notes, um, a few hotfix issues including the new Loot the Universe event, and more buffs to Mose the Gunner. Right. Uh, Drew, um, let's go ahead and talk about that, and I'll go ahead and take the buffs that came from Mose here a little bit, but um, did, did you want to pick apart some of the stuff you talked about just a little bit? Yeah. So, um, I mean, like there's not really a whole lot that I have, uh, when it comes to like stability and, you know, network stuff or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, progression blockers or anything like that. There's nothing, nothing crazy there. Um, I think, I mean, I think, I think the main thing here and we'll, and we'll go ahead and address this here in a little bit, uh, is the huge things are Mayhem 2.0 um, and the seasonal events. And um, and then we're also going to talk about this. The, the crazy thing is now there's there, there's actually a ton of content and a ton of endgame stuff that you can do. And we'll yeah. you know get more into this kind of stuff. But the fact that all on the same, all on the same day, we got Mayhem 2.0, we got the, the Revenge of the Cartels seasonal event, and there's also a weekly event that's going on now too. Yes. Like yep. all of that dropped on the same day and that's huge. That's massive. That is a ton of content. Yeah. And we knew that mayhem 2.0 was coming, but we didn't, and we knew that a seasonal event was coming. Um, but I mean like to have it all, like they were just like, yeah, it's happening in two days. Boom. You know? And it's yeah. just like, holy shit. So, <laughs> You guys have heard me say this before, but they pulled a Nintendo on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which I'm totally good with. I per- I prefer it that way other than the... Because, like, frankly, more more lead time for that stuff between, like, the news announcement and the actual release of that stuff just leads to more hype and speculation and, and potential overhype. You know what I mean? Which leads so, to potential disappointment about things we were never promised in the first place. Right, right, exactly. So, um, but anyways, okay, so the first, uh, even though it's like kind of a minor thing, it's a huge deal, frankly, uh, more SDUs. Uh, I think that that's a really big thing. So it's only for sniper rifle ammo, uh, heavy ammo, backpack size, and bank size. Your backpack can now get uh, 10 spots heavier. They do it in increments of two, so you can go up to 50 spots now. Your bank size can go up, or uh, you can increase 100 um, spots, so go up to 500 spots in your bank. (laughs) Um, Oh, shoot, I didn't look up the uh, sniper rifle and heavy ammo ones, but uh, they've gone significantly up as well. Right. it's it's a huge it's a huge huge thing. You remember? Hey Jeff, you remember when? Uh, <laughs> how how big was the bank potential in Borderlands Two? Oh, real small. I want to say it was something like twenty or something yeah. like that. Twenty, yeah. twenty or thirty. <laughs> yep. And then the uh, what was it? The claptrap's like secret stash was like four eight items. No, 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 four. It was. Four. It was only four. Damn. Yeah. That's nuts. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and now it's like, and now it's like, hey. Your bank has five hundred, right? And it also and and it also works as the, as secret, the secret stash. stash. Yes, yeah. Which I mean, which it has since the beginning. But I mean, it just to compare it to Borderlands Two, that's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, it really out of, is. Out, out of those things, like, 
because of some of the new gear that we got with the Revenge of the Cartels and Mayhem 2.0, like, I'm actually genuinely excited about all of these things. Yeah. Normally, normally I'd be like, eh, heavy ammo. Like, I'm not a huge rocket launcher or heavy guy, but but I am now. <laughs> so more, um, more to come on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it does cost a lot of money. And I think that that's what they were talking about when they originally, um, when they were, there was a tweet earlier in the week or, or something that was like, Hey, make sure you save up your money. You know, oh, that's right. They had the they had the mini event going on to where bosses and everything were dropping more money. Yeah, and they were like, which is going to come in handy for the Revenge of the Cartels, and we're like, well, that's cryptic AF. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> so and what now they meant was you just know. The, yeah. So that was it's just the SDU upgrades, which has been really really great. So yeah, and they made a good point about that because at one point they say uh, for the SDU upgrades, specifically for sniper rifles, they're like. Look, we've been giving you guys a lot of really good sniper rifles, and most of them are. It, there's usually one that you can find that's going to be good on at least one of the characters, and and they're right. I mean, in the last in the last DLC, uh, they gave us three really really solid sniper rifles. Yeah, um, like three new legendary sniper rifles. We got the cocky bastard, the skull masher, and the unseen threat, and those are yeah. all pretty consistently used in builds now. Yeah, and, for sure. But but that was that was the big problem. Also also the Lyuda can still be used pretty in a, in a lot of them, but that's the big thing with them. Um and uh not not to spoil something, but you know, there's a new one in in the Revenge of the Cartels seasonal event, another new sniper rifle. And some of these really eat up your ammo. So the fact that they're giving you more sniper rifle ammo is awesome. Yeah, agreed. So. It's um <clears throat> It's pretty sick. So that that was a huge, uh, huge benefit. Um, speaking of which, I know I've actually got this a little out of our out of order, but um, so we're gonna actually addressing the skull masher and the cocky bastards specifically. They've now been added to boss loot pools in the Guns Love and Tentacles DLCs. So no more just chest farming for that. Um, you can get them. They should be in the loot pools for for the majority of bosses in there. I've heard that there's a pretty good chance for the for um, one or the other, if not both, to drop from Ista um, when you have that recurring, you know, fight with him now that you can do. Yeah, like the raid boss fight, essentially. Yeah, raid boss. That's that's my air quotes for people who are listening. Um, right. It's it's uh yeah. So that's that's nice to have like a to not have to chest farm that stuff. You know, I mean, it was. Man, that was super, super frustrating. <laughs> you're, you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. Super funny thing about it, though, in the in the patch notes for this where they address that part, they actually call it the Skull Crusher. They do. I noticed that, too. And I was like, I was like, what, you mean the Skull Crusher? The legendary mace from Morrowind? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which is um, a thing. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, like, I don't know who wrote that up, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it's fine. We see, we see you. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes sometimes. Poe buddy's nerfect. Poe buddy's nerfect. <laughs> this, this mess is a place. Poe buddy's nerfect. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. So actually, and I know 
I'm still going out of order on this, but Jeff, do you want to talk about the uh, Loot the Universe event that's going on for yeah, the next so, while? So, yeah, so this is, the, <laughs> this is the weekly event that's going on, and I almost hesitate to call it a weekly event because while it does change weekly, it's uh, what you're doing, the activity itself does not change. However, the location does. Yeah. Uh, so what this is, is every week there's going to be a different location uh a different planet that is going to have um legend uh higher than normal legendary drops and each given location on those planets usually has different things that has a chance to drop so as an example uh right now uh and the very last day i guess will be the day um, that this releases, it'll be changing over. So that's kind of inconvenient, but from, uh, April 23rd to April 30th, it has been Pandora. And, uh, I think what, uh, like the, uh, the guts of carnivora had, so, so all of Pandora had a chance to drop legendary stuff and specifically at a higher, like at a much higher rate than usual. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like stupid high. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think you guys understand like <laughs> real. I mean, if, if they've been playing, they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if exactly. they were on Pandora at all. Yeah. So, um, the difference is that in the guts of carnivora specifically, it's a much higher chance to drop, uh, heavy weapons. Yes. Um, and yeah, uh, in, Carniv- in, in, yeah. In, in an Ascension bluff, it was sniper rifles and in the droughts, it was, uh, SMGs and, class mods and so on and so forth. Right. And again, to the point to where there were times where drew and Beth and I were playing together and, um, we would have, you know, we'd kill one enemy and that one enemy for, for me would drop, uh, two Jericho's and three scourges. And that's, that's not even a joke. That's yeah. That, no, that's that happened. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Several it, times. In fact, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was, it was, it's a crazy event. Um, I'm actually, it's, it's pretty cool though, because it is kind of just a numbers game now. And yeah. if you're looking for a specific, um, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're looking for a specific like class mod or, um, shield or something like that, just, just a quick we'll, we'll get way more into in depth on this later, but like it may have 2.0, the numbers on those things don't go up. So, and you actually have a much better chance of finding that stuff through those venues, through the venue of the loot, the universe event, than from their dedicated drops. Like I found more, um, shields in the, um, in carnivora, like not in the guts of carnivora, but in the carnivora area when farming that area, then I, I found the, um, Oh, what is that shield that I've been using? Um, the stop the, gap. I, I found yeah, more stop, stop gaps there than I did actually farming L Dragon Jr. on Eden Six, who is so, the dedicated drop for the stop gap. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's it's pretty nuts. Just go through. By the time this comes out, uh, they're going to be swapping over from Pandora to Promethea. Okay, so Pandora is the first week. The second week, from the thirtieth of April to the seventh of May, is uh, Promethea. From the 7th to the 14th of May is Eden 6, and then from the 14th to the 21st of May is Necrotofeo. Which, I, I mean, honestly, s- on, honestly, I, I want to shout out that that's really cool, the fact that they 
we we know and we have this planned out and can kind of plan ahead a little bit for it. Um, like we we know what our weekly events are going to be until you know around the same time. So so uh, from the time of recording, roughly about a month, we know yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, a little less than a month. Yeah. So uh, another quick shout out, like if you want to if you want to keep up on where the stuff is dropping, it's it's uh, follow the uh, Borderlands Three subreddit on reddit.com that's a really good place they figured it out quick there's a lot of users and everything in there that are reporting in where they're finding stuff and that's where i found out the info of like oh you know like i was when i was leveling up leveling up jeff's um zane for the last day after the event had um after the event dropped on the 23rd i went to ascension bluff and was oh no actually i was all done with you zane i was just farming that area for in with flack sure with my flack i was in there and i was like man there's a lot of sniper rifles here (laughs) you know and like (laughs) and um you know i went to the subreddit and and pretty much everybody had stuff sorted out you know after a few hours just because of the amount of users that are there that are able to to get the info out there and get it all aggregated and everything. So keep an eye on the subreddit. Um, that'll give you a good idea of where you can find stuff when it changes location on Promethea. I really hope that, um, frankly, I'm kind of hoping that pistols are dropping from the Metroplex. So that way I can just farm Gigamine for a massive amount of pistols, like Maggie's right. and, and whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So that's what I'm hoping for with my yeah. luck. It'll be like heavy weapons. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it'd be cool is just to cap off the whole thing with like, with um, with uh, Athenus being one where it's just like all of them, every all of everything on Athenus, like all the time. Yeah, since it's since it's all one map anyway, why it's not? all one map. It's all one area. So just do a massive, <laughs> massive thing on Athenus. That'd be sweet. Uh, also, also, Trant is dropping a stupid amount of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so like all you got to do is all you got to do is load in at the very beginning, run through it, get a bunch of stuff, go kill Trot. He drops a ton of stuff, reset, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Uh all right, cool. Uh Jeff, you want to talk about the buffs for Moe's? Yeah, I do. So, um Moe's has had a ton of buffs going on and uh a lot of changes and everything. Because uh, one of the uh, Moe's has still been one of the weird big kind of complaints because there's really just the one way to play Moe's right now, which is kind of unfortunate, or there has been, and I think they're working on it. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about it. So uh, Daka Bear uh, now has increased damage when another player is in the gunner's nest of Iron Bear. So just having that right away is you're getting more damage. So if somebody else jumps in. In Iron Bear, you're doing more damage. That's cool. Um, force feedback now has uh, 10, 10 instant shield restore. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. Um, because let's see, as it was, let me see if I can remember what force feedback does. Because I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, let me go ahead and jump into that. I can go ahead and find it for us. Uh, let's see. Yeah, straight up, uh, we haven't been playing a ton of, have not been playing a ton of Moe's recently. So to any Moe's players out there, we do apologize. Okay. I'm getting there. Force feedback, whenever Moe's scores a critical hit, her shields immediately begin, begin recharging. Right, so now it's like a 10% like 
instant and then it goes up from there. Right. So, which honestly is pretty cool because, you know, it's like, all right, so you, so you scored a critical hit, your shields begin recharging. It's like, all right, well, if you immediately get, if you immediately get hit after that, then it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Yeah. That sucks when, whenever you're, let's say you're fighting a COV and they've got like some kind of rocket launcher or something, you get slammed by a rocket and it knocks out your shield. Like, okay, well it starts recharging. Be like, all right, well it got up tense, you know, like, like hardly anything before you got slammed by another rocket. So right. it, it does you right. no good. Right. Exactly. So, uh, as well, we have, uh, uh Russian offensive. Moe's now has life steal while sprinting. Yeah. So that's nuts because Russian offensive granted her the ability to sprint and shoot at the same time. And now she gets a life steal during that. So that's nuts. Yeah, there's kind of a consistent theme here as far as um, they're trying to do a lot of things to keep Moe's alive, it seems like. And I'm not sure if maybe they were also concerned about some balancing issues now that Mayhem 2.0 has come out as far as that goes. Um, I think it's probably just the thing of like, like now you don't have to hop in and out of Iron Bear so much to make to like make that stuff happen, but it also, well, let's, let's go ahead and finish talking about the different, the different things. Okay. Yeah. The reason I say that is because the next one coming up is uh, redistribution. So redistribution used to only uh, have ammo regeneration. Now it has health regen too, which is, you know, that's, that's actually pretty crazy. So, um, so scrappy, uh, adds weapon damage to your skill. Yeah. So, which is while Moses moving, uh, her handling weapon swap and mode switch speeds are increased and now it includes um and now it includes more damage as well. Mhm. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. So, um so yeah. And then we also have uh Torg cross promotion. Uh this one I'm super excited about. So so before what it would do is uh Torg cross promotion would just um it would only change like how big your blast radius was or have a chance to. Yeah. Now splash damage. What's that for your, for like for the splat, any splash damage, like it increased the radius of correct. Yeah. And now it also increases, get this, the splash damage, (laughs) the damage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was like, it was cool and everything that they, it was cool and everything that they had it, initially to where it was, you know, just increasing the size of, of the AOE or whatever. But if you're not able to do more damage with that, then kind of almost what's the point. Right. Right. So imagine it, imagine it like this. Like if you had, let's say that there's a basketball game. Okay. To where, and your basketball, you have a a stat on there to where your, your basketball player can make it, can make a shot from a further, out area you know than what they were able to previously like the chances of making it from further away go up a little bit well like now they get more points from making it you know further away than they did before yeah exactly it's like all right all right you get you know you get two points from a shot inside the the three-point ring and from outside it you get three points and it's like all right that's cool but I can consistently make it from half court. So what do I get? Yeah. Yeah. You know? if, <laughs> they're like, yeah. Now if it's like half quarter greater, you know, you've got a 25% chance to make it and you get four points, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. So anyways, uh, uh, yeah, that might be what, a little broken, but whatever. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> the, 
The last thing is uh, Vladov Ingenuity uh, also provides uh, shield regen rate bonus. Right. So, so Vladov Ingenuity originally uh, increased Moe's maximum shields and she gained resistance to shock damage. So now it's it's bigger shield, shock damage resistance, and the shield recharge rate goes up. Mm-hmm. So that's mo- like this is like the third week in a row, fourth week in a row, or something like that, where where Moses has gotten a, like a shit ton of buffs. So yeah. Moses is getting really, really strong. I've actually seen arguments against this latest round of buffs because it's like it's it's almost too like excuse me, Iron Bear is almost completely irrelevant now. Like yeah. It's not necessary to hop in and out of Iron Bear to trigger all your abilities and everything. It's just not necessary, um, which is weird because if you like as as Flack and Zane mains you and I, you yeah. know, um, uh, not respectively, the other way around. You're a Zane right. main, I'm a Flack main. Like, right? You're using your action skills like you constantly. You're trying to con- consistently keep your action skill up all the time. Yeah, and if yeah, if if I've if I've lost my action skills going, then I'm probably dying. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And and for me, I'm either using rack attack and you know, consistently triggering my action skills to proc whatever kind of anointments that I have on my weapons and stuff, or I'm using fade away for that for the bonuses there and everything. So it feels weird to have Moe's and it's just like, don't even need Iron Bear. They're like, I, I don't know if they got if it was like I don't know what Gearbox is thinking there, really. Like, I don't know if they were afraid of making Iron Bear, like, ridiculously overpowered or something. I, I genuinely don't know. Can I, be, can I be perfectly honest and candid right now? Please do. First of all, let me start out by saying I know that they've already pretty much said that this is not going to happen, that we're not going to have DLC characters, which I still personally believe is kind of a mistake. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. Secondly, Gearbox, give me a character that has just ridiculously overpowered pets of some kind. I, I, I would love, I would love to have that as a character. I would be all on board with that. I, I almost once, and here's the thing. They got really, really, really close with Flack. Like, Drew, would you argue that right now, like, it's nice to have your pets as Flack? Like, you know, Rack Attack, not notwithstanding, but, like, your actual pets, you know, the spider ants and yeah, the, the spider ant, the jabber. Yeah, the skag, the skag, everything like that. So I so, genuinely don't know anybody who uses the, the jabber or the skag, though. Right. So So here's my thing about that. Would you would you say that having those pets out there is nice, but it's not integral to any build that you plan on doing? Um. Yeah, I I would like rack attack notwithstanding because it's an action skill and not a pet. Um, right. I would say that that's I would say that's accurate. Um. Mainly because at this point the. All my spider ant truly does is revive me when I'm when I'm down, when I'm playing solo and get in my way 
when I'm trying to look at stuff. <laughs> right. Which, um, like, frankly, like, it would be, the game would be better balanced if I didn't have the ability to be revived from that spider ant, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Like, as I never worry about, like, if I'm farming something, right, it, like, at this point, if I'm farming something and, and I have an enemy right in front of me, I can blast them with a, with a rocket launcher and not worry about it because my spider ant's right there to revive me. Right. And that's that's not something I should be allowed to do. <laughs> right. And 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 taking a page from another vault hunter, think of it this way. Um so so it's nice to be able to have the spider ant because it gets you up in those situations, right? Yes. Okay. What about Amara and her guardian angel skill where it's like, "Oh, if you haven't gone down in a while, then this thing just gets you up automatically if you go down anyway. Yeah, that's true. And I guess even going even going further back than that, like if you go to OG Borderlands with Mordecai, if you um like it was similar to Rack Attack back then because if you threw Bloodwing out um before you went down, Bloodwing would still go and finish the action and could actually resurrect you by taking right. somebody out. And Bloodwing was super OP. Like, would yeah. just wreck. Would just wreck shit. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I, I, would, I would say that in the entire... That in the entire... Yeah, I would say that in the entire series, Bloodwing has been the only pet-type class that we've had that has been... that has been properly balanced for endgame content. Yeah, because Death Trap's definitely not. No, Death Trap's not. Um, neither one of the, neither Roland or Axton's turrets were at all. Right, right. And and uh, I can't really, I guess I can't really comment too much on um, using the two drones that Wilhelm had in pre-sequel. But yeah, I can't, I can't either. I can tell you that um, that. Uh, Tim's uh, body doubles in pre-sequel were super overpowered. Okay. Um, All right. Fair enough. Because like you could set them up to where you like, you could set it up to where if one of them died while you were in fight for your life, then you would be revived. Mm -hmm. So if you like know that you're like, if you're getting slammed by something and you're about to go down, you can actually go to a, um, to a out of bounds near an out of bounds area and trigger that. And they'll just yeah. like leap off the edge and right. then you'll be back up. So nice. That's craziness. Um, that's the most pre-sequel content we've ever done on this show. It really uh, has. And those, you get, there you go. Pre-sequel fan peoples. You got, you got a solid three minutes out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, it's, yeah, I see what you're saying about, uh, like, so are you saying that Iron Bear needs to be, they need to buff the ever-loving shit out of Iron Bear? They need to, they need to make it so that someone's like, man, I got this sick Iron Bear build. Not a Moe's build, an Iron Bear build. I want that. I want it to be something where it's like, I want it to be something where somebody comes up and they're like, hey, this gun, this gun sucks. But you know what it does is it pours out bullets like nobody's business as fast as you possibly can with paired with this skill. And guess what? The more times you hit an enemy, the more, the quicker you get iron bear back. And so once you're out of iron bear, you use this gun with this combination of this shield and this skill and you get iron bear back in about six seconds. 
Yeah, that would be that would be cool because like frankly, like Iron Bear does not feel any more powerful than uh either Roland or Axton's turrets. Right. Like like je- like it provides more shielding. Well, not even really because like after a certain point then you can get the then you can get the healing circles and stuff for both of those turrets. So Yep. What does it fucking matter? Yeah. You know, like Iron Bear is a giant mechanical mech and should and they should buff the shit out of it. I'd be I'd be cool with them walking back some of the other stuff that they've buffed if they if they buff the shit out of Iron Bear. Yeah. Well, and they say that there's I I know it's we're talking about canon and and storylines are different from the actual mechanics and they don't always handshake with each other nicely. But um, the idea that when you when you're playing the last DLC, the Commander Lilith DLC in Borderlands 2, uh, you you get a little taste of everyone from that. They always they talk about these people secondhand. They talk about. They talk about Zane secondhand in an echo recorder and Moe's and Flack and all you know all these people and everything like that. And the one for Moe's said something about it was I want to say it was uh, Maliwan and Vladoff were already like battling or something like that. They were already kind of fighting or something among themselves. And they're mm. like, oh yeah, so it was Maliwan who had like twenty thousand troops, and then there was like you know forty Iron Bears. And they mm. wiped the floor with them. Right. And, that, right. and so that's that, how it should feel. That's yes. how it should feel. Yeah. Yep. So like maybe I, it should I be, really maybe it should that. be maybe they should do like a kill skill sort of thing to where it's like when you kill an enemy, you know, it, it extends the duration or something like that. So that way it's not overpowered when you're fighting a boss. You know? Mm-hmm. Like because that's the that's the crux or that's the the linchpin in the Zane build right now is the is the C and Dead mod. Right, yeah. like that's that's all everybody's doing is just seeing dead Zane, right? Yeah. And there's variations on it. There's there's cryo seeing dead Zane. There's you know like whatever, but it's all based around the seeing dead class mod right now because yeah. it's almost crazy to not use it. So <clears throat> because of that, like because of that, he's able to keep his action skills up constantly, and like that would be broken if you buffed the shit out of Iron Bear, you know. So like there yeah. needs to be a way to where you can. You can keep Iron Bear going quite a bit when you're mobbing and everything, but when you get to a boss, it's not just like hop in Iron Bear and keep it up indefinitely and just wreck anything in a few seconds, you know. Or maybe that maybe they do need that because everybody else can do it. Like if you can if you can hop down to Grave Ward with Flack and one shot Grave Ward, like Mose needs to be able to do something similar um, with Iron Bear. You know, yeah. and Zane needs to be able to do the same thing with Barrier and Sentinel or Digiclone or whatever they happen to be. Yeah. You know, and Amara needs to be able to do that. Like, I would like to. See, I would simultaneously. I would like to see a uh, a build with Amara where she builds up all kinds of stacks that don't that don't that don't decay. Yes, that don't decay. So she's able to like. Let's say she like drops into grave ward empties a magazine of of um of incendiary rounds into grave wards crit spot and then mm-hmm. and then phase casts and then you know it like slams into the same spot and just you know wipes out the rest of grave ward grave ward's health 
Yeah, it'd be sick. <laughs> it would be sick. Okay, so this is a whole lot of theory crafting that we did for for a really short thing that we had on here, and we have a ton of other stuff to get to. Actually, <laughs> I know we're already like forty minutes in. So, yeah. um, do you want me to go through some of the Mayhem two point changes, or do you want that? Sorry, you cut out. You cut out for a little bit. What was that? Do you want the Mayhem two stuff, or you want it, or should I take it? Uh, we can swap on and off. It's fine. Okay, so go ahead. <laughs> okay, so uh, first of all, Mayhem 2.0 is a huge, complete re-overhaul of the Mayhem system. It is, um, first of all, uh, the first thing, you don't need to be on Sanctuary in order to switch Mayhem level or to turn Mayhem on or off completely. Which is massive. That's massive. huge. It's just a new tab in the UI that's super, super great. It does, however, if you're not on Sanctuary, it does cause a reload of the area, and you respawn at the most recent uh, respawn point. Uh, keep in mind, it's kind of weird, um, because while you do reload, it doesn't actually reset what you've done. So let's say that you go in and you kill Gigamine or something like that, and then you set it to a different Mayhem level, you're not going to be able to go and farm Gigamine again unless you go back to, you know, save quit, go back to the main menu. Right, so you still need to save quit in between kills on things, but you don't need to go back to Sanctuary to reset it, which is super nice. Because, like, for the example that Jeff and I gave was, like, if you are looking, where the we like to use, is if you're looking to farm uh, Agonizer 9000, and you don't, and you're not interested in killing all the mobs and everything that are in the, the you have to go through in yeah in the guts of the carnivora. guts of carnivore to get to that. You could just be on normal mode, just sprint through the whole thing and be totally fine. Then get to Agonizer Nine Thousand, get to that spawn point right there, swap to Mayhem Ten or 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 less. Spoiler: There's Mayhem Ten now. Everybody knows <laughs> that, but um, <laughs> so you can turn on mayhem mode to whatever level you want and then start farming agonizer 9000 at that mayhem level which i'm really really happy with same yeah i think that's a good idea and uh as drew said that's that's the basic idea that we've used is because if there's not events going on or anything like that sometimes it's kind of a sometimes it's kind of a bummer to have to go through that it's like man i don't want to have to go through all of mayhem 10 to get to agonizer 9000 just just to farm it because it kind of sucks and mm. maybe and maybe the setup that you have is meant specifically for bosses and and not for mobbing so once you get to agonizer it'd be great to go ahead and farm it but you're gonna have you're gonna have a hell of a time trying to uh get just get there based on your build because that's we we know how these things work we know there are bossing builds and we know that there are and we know that there are uh mobbing builds that's just the way it is yep so uh, going along with that, some of the really, really nice things. Oh, yeah. Um, when doing co-op, Mayhem level is determined by the host. Uh, and uh, matchmaking automatically matches you with players at a similar Mayhem level when possible. So and that's and that's when you're doing uh, cooperation or cooperation, I believe. Right. Yes, that's correct. So, uh, so kind of an interesting way of going about it from there. Um, it might change how you play things. Cause maybe, you know, someone's on, uh, I don't know. Just, uh, it's just, it's, it's just what it's just a slight change. Um, right. right. Yeah. And then, uh, along with that, uh, the way that it works is that, um, 
different uh, mayhem difficulties. There are different mayhem difficulties per mayhem level. So uh, mayhem one just starts you off with what they call an easy modifier. And the easy modifier is usually something that's to your benefit. Um, yeah, it's some, yeah. It's something like uh, more loot drops or faster fire rate or something like that on your end. Um, and then there's also medium hard and very hard. And right. as and it like- says... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. Well, so I was just going to say, so like each mayhem level, which is now one through 10, has a different combination of easy, medium, hard, and very hard. And we're not going to go through the ones for each one because that would be tedious. But let's just, just as an example, mayhem level one has one modifier and it's an easy one. It actually benefits you. Um, Like a mayhem four has two modifiers and they are one easy one and one hard one you know, so on and so forth and every level in between. So, yeah. um, for, the, so for those people, one, for those people wondering the very last one being, um, mayhem 10 has one of each, an easy, a medium, a hard, and a very hard. And that's the most you'll ever see. Others might have four modifiers, but they will not be in that combination. It might be, you know, like might be like, you know, an easy. Well, actually the two- only, I was going to say the only other one that actually has four modifiers is Mayhem 6, which has an an easy, two medium, and one hard. So Right, sorry, I, I worded that poorly. I meant to say that at most anything can have up oh. to a total of four modifiers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, that being said, there's like all these, there are all these new modifiers now that are actually really interesting. Um, I, I actually kind of want to cover what our favorites are in here real quick. Um, or like what we try to roll for modifiers. Um, I think it's going to be cheating because I think we're going to come up with very similar things. <laughs> it's it's possible. Do you have the uh, Do you have the the whole list of modifiers there with you? I don't. Can you just shoot me the link real quick? Yeah, here's the link. So uh, for or, easy uh, mod- put it put it in the uh, put it on the thing so that way I don't have to mess around with Discord. Put it on the thing. Yeah, you know the yeah, dude. The- put it on the thing. Super professional A plus podcasters here, right. as you guys can tell. I'm gonna do it down here at the very bottom. Perfect. So, so these are the uh, so the, first of all for the easy modifiers. Um, uh, yeah, I have I actually have two favorites here. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually really like loot explosion. Uh, if I'm okay, so I've been using loot explosion a lot when I'm farming for a specific item from a specific drop location like I when, when I was farming stop gaps from El Dragon Jr I was using loot explosion because it's very infrequent for El Dragon Jr to drop anything besides what the intended drops are right so I and I'm like well I don't I at least like to put loot explosion on there to you know to try to get something. So, right. You know, at least give me some, some money or some iridium or something for, for killing L dragon yeah. jr. Um, yeah. so I like, I like loot explosion a lot. And I also like galaxy brain because I am doing a uh, flak build that does critical hit stuff. And galaxy brain is, uh, everybody who played, uh, <laughs> who played, um, uh, whatchamacallit golden eye, uh, remembers <laughs> big head mode. Uh, that's, that's all it is. Just big head mode. Right. Yep. So, um, as far as that goes, I will say that loot explosion is also one of my favorites. I really, really like loot explosion. Um, and then of course, because I am a Zane main, um, 
you know, I one of I will say that one of my least favorites actually is uh, chilling them softly. Uh, so enemies may be infused with cryo. Infused enemies are immune to cryo damage and release a cryo nova when killed. So right, but that's that's, but one, that's a medium one, right? Yeah. So, oh, so you were just asking like what our favorite like easy one is? Yeah. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. I was thinking that we could go through each one like easy, medium, hard, and very hard, and go through our favorites. Oh, and gotcha, gotcha. My my mistake. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, loot explosion is definitely my favorite one. Then, um, yeah. speed demon is almost too much for me when I'm playing a Zane because then it's like <laughs> I'm too fast. I'm too fast. Yeah. Yep. I can't slow down. So, <laughs> yeah. Like a greased so. pig on ice. He's just fucking going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but. When, I mean, once you get into medium and above, like, it's all, they're all negative. I mean, some of them are, like, okay, but, like... Yeah, Quote-unquote yeah. negative. <laughs> right, right. I really uh, dislike... Um, I really dislike uh, mob mentality, because um, it's when all, when all the mobs are together, uh, they do uh, more damage and have a higher fire rate. Uh, it's actually increased by 30% when they're near other enemies, and I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I also don't like when um, uh, I also don't like charred mode, which is enemies may be infused with incendiary, uh, and they're in when they're infused with it, they're immune to incendiary damage and release an incendiary nova when killed. That's my least, probably my least favorite medium modifier because like I love using, even though I'm not an Amara player, like. Fire is just super helpful, no matter who or what you're playing. Fire so, is always satisfying in these yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Fire solves many problems, as uh, <laughs> Ember says. That's yeah. paraphrased, but, you know. Yeah, so like I said, Chilling Them Softly is probably one of my least favorite ones. Solid name, though. And then, but, um, yeah. But then uh, Healy Avenger is also kind of a pain sometimes, too. Because Healy yeah. Avenger enemies have a chance upon, upon death to release a power-up. Uh, that will uh, heal uh, the enemies it touches, or drop health and shield boosters if they're if it's destroyed. So like, it's kind of cool that like you get stuff if you destroy them, but it's always just kind of a pain because like you know you'll you'll be working on killing an enemy and somebody else will kill one over here and then that'll just automatically heal the one you're working on and you're like I've been shooting this man's for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Um. Yeah, let's see. Um, you know, actually, my favorite there uh, for the for the heart for. Uh, oh, sorry. That's for one of the hard ones, actually. Um, let's see here. What else do we got? OK, uh, I actually like uh, in for the hard ones. I actually like uh, laser fair because it, uh, it enemies have a small chance to drop a spinner trap when damaged. Uh, they project a rotating elemental laser beam and they can be they can be any element. Those are fine because it's fairly easy to see mm-hmm. for me. Um, so I don't mind that at all. Um, I do mind. Uh, oh, I forgot on the medium one. I, I do mind floor is lava because like if I'm trying to stand there and look at my gear, you know, <laughs> and my loot that's been dropped, then I'm like on fire all of a sudden. And I'm like, ah, shit. Right. And so I like got to go and look at my gear and like dance back and forth while I'm trying to look at it, you right. know, just so I'm like moving. That's annoying. That's fair. Yeah, I'm mine. Mine is the same way. Um, for Zane, most of the time, floor is lava. Doesn't really matter. But as far as as far as looking at loot, it's just it's just a pain. Um, I don't know. Uh, probably. I don't know. Either 
yeah, I would, I would also say probably boundary issues is a tough one for me. And also I know that Beth doesn't like that one either, just because, um, you know, enemies are, you know, closer when it's like when, when enemies are closer to you, they will attach a damaging elemental beam to you. So yeah, for for a melee build, (laughs) that sucks. uh, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's like, all right, well, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing that Amara has, uh, you know, guardian angel. So Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. anyway, but yeah, other other than that, I think, and then uh, going going on to the hard ones, man. Um, I I would probably say, I would probably say, uh, was that rogue rogue loat? Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a typo. I don't know I don't know what that one it, what it's supposed to be, but I don't think it's rogue loat. But uh, <laughs> anyways, it's oh, a, I, oh I think it's rogue light. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you no longer enter fight for your life before dying. Um, But on the plus side, like, all enemies drop insta-health upon death. But, like, like no fight for your life? Like, oh, man, I'd be be in real trouble. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. I know that I've... I know that I've consistently gone down and been like, that's fine. I've got this weapon specifically for that reason, and it'll be okay. And I go ahead and I do that. So it's... It's fine. Um, I also I really know. don't like buddy system. Have you gotten a role with buddy system on it yet? Uh, enemies may be supported by an invulnerability drone. No, I haven't. I haven't gotten that. Oh, it's until it's destroyed too. Yeah, it sucks. So like, and the so like, if you do that on a higher mayhem level, like that drone has some has some health to it. So my bad. Um, so that's annoying. I don't. I don't like buddy system either. But um, so. With all that being said, okay, with with all the talk of like all these different uh, mayhem modifiers and everything, the super cool thing about Mayhem 2.0 is Jeff, you can re-roll those modifiers at any time. At any time, it does reset the area, you know. Yeah, but literally whenever. Yes. Um. Drew and I have had a lot of talk about this already. Um, and there's kind of two camps to this. It's nice because it makes the game playable in situations where your build would otherwise not be playable on certain other roles. Like Drew as a as a flak main, if before on Mayhem on Mayhem 1.0, let's call it, on mm-hmm. or on Mayhem Classic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, how would you feel if you had the modifier where it was negative uh, 50% damage from sniper rifles? Was it sniper rifles shotgun or no? Yeah. Sniper rifles or even, or either, or the other one, even shotguns, SMGs and pistols. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also had it to where it was negative 50% critical hit. Yeah. I would just reroll that. Like I would, yeah. I, like if I see that modifier and I'm, and I'm doing stuff. I'm I'm safe quitting right then. I'm like I'm yeah. not even fucking with that. Right, exactly. So now, so that's kind of one idea. Is all right. So now stuff that I couldn't have done before just because I got a terrible roll is something I can I can now do, and that's good. I can re-roll until I get something that I can actually accomplish stuff on. And we know mm. I'm sure there's probably some people listening to this being like, oh, that just means you're you gotta get good. It's like. All right, fine. Congratulations. You got good. You you get 1000 <laughs> internet points. <laughs> so the the other side of the camp is this makes the game 
too easy because if it's too hard, you can just re-roll it at any time and get ideal mods where you get, even if you're on Mayhem 10, you get the one easy modifier that makes the game really nice for you and you get uh, a medium and a hard one that are negligible and then all you have to do is deal with the very hard one maybe. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the other camp. Of course, being me... I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. Um, I don't know about you, but my thought of it is I like it because you get to ramp up the difficulty at your own super customized pace at this point. The main thing being if something is too hard, you can re-roll it like we've talked about. Uh, and if it's too easy you can also re-roll it and and i guess that's kind of my thing is like all right so maybe you've gotten a roll and you're farming for stuff on mayhem five or six or whatever and uh you make it a little bit easier and you're like you know what i'm feeling pretty good about this but i'm not quite ready for mayhem seven or eight yet let's mm-hmm. just go ahead and re-roll it and try something a little bit more difficult and kind of test and theory craft a little bit more until we get to that point to see how it is and if it works well now we'll go to mayhem seven or eight or whatever right so i mean that's that's kind of the thing is like when <sighs> i guess my thing is like i'm cool with it I'm cool with the new system and being able to re-roll everything at will for the simple fact that the numbers are ridiculously large now. Right. Because at Mayhem, so original Mayhem, Mayhem Classic, as we're now calling it forever. uh, (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) uh, With Mayhem Classic, on Mayhem level four, it was a thousand percent increase on the enemy's uh, shield, armor, and health, right? And this was the this was meant to be the toughest challenge in the game, right? Now on Mayhem level four, uh, those numbers are only eight hundred percent, but at Mayhem level six, they're three thousand percent. On Drew, Mayhem, can you tell us? I was gonna say, can you tell us what it's at? Well, you were going to anyway, so continue. <laughs> I was, yeah. Yeah, at Mayhem level 10, it's 12,500% increase on all those things. Which is, to me, I'm fine with that. Like, that's a fine trade-off, you know? Like, so we had we did have this discussion the other day when we were when we were playing. It was you and Beth and I. And Beth's argument was it's not random anymore like what the what the stuff was but it and she's like that's kind of what the true test of your build was you know mm-hmm. like if you are if you put together a bu- a good enough build a well-rounded enough build and you are a skilled enough player to be able to handle whatever the modifiers might happen to be like okay so you're playing critical hit flack and you gotta and you gotta negative buff to uh sniper rifle damage and to critical hit damage and your and your thing is like <clears throat> excuse me and your and your build is based around uh fade away and sniper rifles like all right well you're going to have to going to have to bust out the shotgun and and you know work on those anarchy stacks with the anarchy shotgun and and work something out you know right and you don't have that anymore to which i say I didn't have that issue before anyways, because if I am, 
<laughs> like it was it was easy enough to to save quit. You know? Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm fighting if I'm going in to kill Gigamind or to kill uh, Grave Ward and I wanna and I'm working on farming Grave Ward real fast and I get the sniper rifle and critical hit debuff, I'm just like re-rolling it anyways. Yeah. But now, even if I re like if I'm doing it Mayhem 10, I've still got all this other stuff and it's twelve thousand five hundred percent more health. So right. health shield armor. So I, I, I'm just having this thought right now, and I think this is the best way to describe it. So the three of us play together fairly consistently. I would say, yeah. I would say, you know, at, at, at bare minimum once a week, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. and usually, usually it's closer to like two or three times a week. <laughs> yeah. Something so, like that. So what I would say is what this gives you the opportunity to do is let's say that you get a terrible role. Okay. It doesn't work out for you. Again, using the same example we have been, it doesn't work out well for you because it does negative modifiers to critical hits and um, to sniper rifles or something like that. I know that's not how the modifiers work anymore, but for sake of argument right now. Sure. So you had uh, myself and, and Beth to lean on. Beth was doing a lot of elemental damage with uh, weapons, and her weapons, as far as what the weapons were, didn't really matter whether it was SMG or shotgun or whatever, as long as they were doing elemental stuff or sometimes melee stuff, all that kind of thing. And me, I was doing more specific things with keeping my action skill up because my guns matter a little bit more, but the main thing is making sure that my action skill is up and getting those bonuses. Right. So right. we were all kind of well-rounded and helped each other out. So yeah, you might not have been doing the greatest work, but we could kind of pick up the slack. What this allows you to do now is have a very quick, efficient way to determine, are you currently playing the game in such a way to where you can still do that and you can get help from your friends and you can still have fun as a group and just understand that as you roll these things, uh, everyone's going to have a kind of a different chance to shine as it were. Or if you're playing solo, this gives you the opportunity to really have fun and enjoy the game and still have some decent difficulty as a solo player as well, because you don't have those other people to rely on. Or the complete opposite of those things. <laughs> like I know, like you can, you can completely exploit the fuck out of Mayhem 10 if you, if you do everything just right. But you still sure. have to do everything just right. Sure. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not arguing that. That too. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, like when we were going, th- like, like I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not calling Beth out on the podcast or anything here, but like, I didn't hear her arguing when I was when like I was playing host and I was like, I don't like these modifiers. I'm going to change them up. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I did not hear her complain when I got rid of freeze tag as one of the mod of the as one of the modifiers. True. Because she really disliked. (laughs) She really hated freeze tag. So, So. you know what I'm going to do is is like I'm going to. Like during the next several weeks, I'm going to build like a like mayhem 10 level flack you know what i mean and mm-hmm. then like we'll go in and we'll play together and i'll just like put on like the worst possible modifiers ever for her and just see what <laughs> happens <laughs> be like hey you want me to re-roll it well that's against the spirit of the game you know yeah <laughs> like be like it does it does 
doesn't do melee damage. It doesn't do like hardly any elemental damage. And the closer you are to enemies, yes. you know, they, they damage you like all of that. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Also, she doesn't really use sniper rifles as, as Amara at all. So it's going to be like, Oh, your buff is that you get extra crit damage or sniper rifle damage. Or yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yep. She'd be pissed. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, you, so so that's <laughs> that's pretty um, that's something crazy about mayhem. I mean, like mayhem 2.0 is just bananas. Did we even cover everything that we wanted to on? Okay, so um, no, I uh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. So now, so the last thing about mayhem 10 is uh, weapon. Like as you go through the mayhem levels, weapon damage is going to increase with the mayhem levels. Like the the loot that's dropped the damage is going to be increased. So if you get a, let's say you're on mayhem one and you get a cutsman and then you go through mayhem four and you get the same exact cutsman, same parts and everything. The one on mayhem four is still going to do more damage, right? If you go through on mayhem 10, it's going to be exponentially more damage. Like it's going to be a, a shit ton more damage right so as an example the the best krakatoa that i had gotten on old on mayhem classic right level four was like 20 was like nineteen thousand and change damage yeah and then i went to mayhem four in mayhem 2.0 and i was regularly finding them around like the 22 and twenty three thousand range yeah, I actually made a joke with Jeff. I was like, "Hey Jeff, you want to? Like, you want to? You ever seen a Krakatoa that's got more than twenty thousand damage? I got three of them, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I was farming Ascension Bluff at the time. So I've got several. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. the The downsides of that, like, if you're just if you're just hearing about this stuff now, you're like, oh, sweet. So I'm going to get new guns. I'm going to get new shields and new class mods. And hold up there, cowboy uh, does not affect gear such as shields and artifacts and class mods. So like if you get a, like there's no point in farming that stuff at a higher mayhem level right. other than, other than trying to get the anointed uh, shields. Right. Like you, st- Technically, the higher you go in mayhem level, the more anointed gear you should be seeing. However, I don't think that it's at a rate that everybody would like it to be. That seems to be my most the most constant complaint that I'm seeing across across the vast sea of the internet is that understandable is like. They're like, hey, I just killed Grave Ward on Mayhem 10, and guess what? I got an unanointed grenade mod, just one, and that's a feel bad, for sure. Mm-hmm. Though it happens. <laughs> it, I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? Like, I understand the feel bads on that, but, like, do you think, do you think that on Mayhem 10 that you should be getting a significantly like significantly more drops and that they should be a guaranteed anointed thing. 
I think that they should implement some sort of system like that where the higher up in mayhem level you go, the higher chance for something to be anointed it is. I don't necessarily think that that makes it where it should be guaranteed, and I don't think that loot should ever be guaranteed from any boss, but I think the chances should be significantly higher. Yes, I agree. And which is not surprising because we agree on a lot of stuff. I know we do. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, one of these days, I know we keep on promising. We're going to find something we disagree about in the Borderlands universe. We're going to debate on it at that point. I can't wait. When that day comes, that'll be the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It'll end with like, fuck you. No, fuck you. And then we're done. So that'll be neat. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, I agree. Like guaranteed anointment. Like, a lot of people are arguing that Mayhem 2.0 has already broken has already broken Borderlands 3. <laughs> Not even a week into it. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo. Uh so there's there's a lot of people who are arguing that point. And I can totally understand the arguments there. So if you had guaranteed anoints and like a guarantee and like a let's say there was a 50% chance of a specific drop uh dropping from its uh dedicated drop like that would be stupid broken and there's no and there's no point in playing it anymore you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i have i have gotten to a point to where i have set up an exploit to where i can farm katagawa junior i can one shot him on mayhem 10 okay yeah and i in theory should not be able to do that with the level that my gear is at and everything but I have just the right setup to where I can do that. Now, in order to farm Katagawa Jr., I still got to do everything just right and still look for the right loot, you know, and get the right anointments on it. Right. So it's so I still have to do a ton of farming. Like, I did, like, 30 or 40 runs on Katagawa Jr. yesterday and mm-hmm. picked up two things and that and that's mayhem level 10 so to me like i don't think it's it's broken in the sense that a lot of people do you know right but a lot of people would say well the fact that you can one shot katagawa jr on mayhem level 10 automatically makes it broken you know Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't think that's true i think that's just a a very specific corner case exploit you know right which right, absolutely which everybody which everybody should be doing you know like mm-hmm. if you have the ability to do so you should like if you're doing the you know the crazy stacks of anarchy on the anarchy shotgun thing you know yeah then that's the that's 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 why they put it in there like that that's the point <laughs> right right that's why it's broken if you're using the cn dead class mod and you net and your barrier and your sentinel stay up the whole time you know it's because you set it up that way and you've got it going on like that. Can we also, oh man, I totally forgot to talk about this, but along with this patch also comes like some new anointments, which are ridiculous, yeah. S- including some that are, uh, while action skill is active, um, you know, this thing goes on and it's like, well, that's broken for seeing dead Zane. You know, because it's like, oh, it does 75% more incendiary damage. But like, well, you're already fucking running a hellfire, you know, or whatever it happens to be. So I hate to be this guy, 
but I feel like it's almost necessary at this point. Do it. So we are <laughs> we are right at about 75 minutes into this episode. We have a lot more to cover. We can either push through it or we can make this a two-parter. I'm totally good with pushing through it because frankly, like we don't have a lot of experience with everything with everything that we're talking about after this. So I think Fair we enough. should make this like a massive episode. Congratulations, guys. You got a giant episode right now because there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. That being said, we should probably move on to the next part of it, which is there are a lot of new guns that yep. are in that are in uh, that are in here. Um, and now now correct me if I'm wrong. Are these are these these are just for the seasonal event, though, right? No. So there's there's a difference. There were guns. There are guns that can only be obtained from the seasonal event. And there mm-hmm. are guns that are now in the base game that you can get outside of the seasonal that actually you cannot get in the seasonal event. They just happen to be they're like, hey, this here's the seasonal event weapons. And also here's these other guns that are a separate gotcha. thing. Okay, gotcha. So I see how you have these written out now, and beneath the Revenge of the Cartels thing, that's written down there. So this makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. So this is all good. Yeah. So first, all we're right. going to cover all the uh, all the new guns that are uh, that come just uh, as part of the base part of the base uh, game here. Yeah. So kind of like you're getting little mini. You know, you're getting instead of doing triple G this week, we're doing lots of mini triple G's. That's a a good way of putting it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Going, going so many fucking guns. Yeah. All right. So starting out right away, uh, one of the biggest things that we have is a kind of returning weapon. I think there are a lot, there's a lot of device. Yeah. There's a lot of divisiveness on this to the point to where I actually thought this was a mistake in the patch notes when I first saw it as well. Mm, Um, kind of like, kind of like the skull crusher. (laughs) Skull crusher. All right. So, um, keeping in mind, first of all, the way to get these is to go into mayhem 2.0 and, uh, to go into at least mayhem six or above. Yes. So, Uh, the first one we have is again, a returning gun. Uh, it's the Sandhawk for those people that played Borderlands two, specifically the captain Scarlet DLC. You probably recognize this thing. Uh, you probably also don't recognize this thing. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's really weird. It was a great weapon. I used it on zero all the time. Uh, you could also use it on Maya. It was really good on her, everything like that. Um, what it did was it shot, it was an SMG that shot pellets, uh, in the shape of a flying bird. So they would kind of flap a little bit and everything like that. And it was great. You know, you were getting all that pellet damage and everything like that. Uh, the thing that's strange about it is it's now a sniper rifle. Um, I'm just going to be straight up honest. I'm not on board with that, that it, that it's a sniper rifle. I feel like we've gotten some really, really good sniper rifles. I want some more SMGs and I feel like this would have been great. So it's a sniper rifle dropped by Kadagawa Jr., which is why I drew part of the reason why Drew was farming. Um, it shoots nine projectiles in a bird-shaped pattern again. And you can get a semi-auto version. Uh, you know, that's a possibility as well. So We're just, yeah, I'm just saying that like semi-auto is like the preferred version of it. There's full you there's um there's combinations of like full auto and um, full auto and burst and then full auto and semi and um, full auto. You're just going to run out of ammo real fast. You're just, yeah, just going to be gone. Like even yeah, maxing gonna, your shit out. 
Yeah, you're just going to be haphazard with it, and you're just going to be like, oh, I'm going to shoot all the things. It's like, all right, great. Now you're out of ammo, dummy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and burst is okay, Similar. but it's kind of, it's it, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's still kind of overkill because, like, you're, if you're, like, your typical mobs, if you shoot them with that, it's going to, you're going to, you don't need nearly that much damage to be headed through to your, to whatever you're shooting. Unless it's a boss, of course. So, right. the, the semi-auto version is the best because you can um, because you can spam the semi-auto thing like as much or as little as you need to, and the right. the sh- the fire rate is still incredibly high on it. So you can still get s- close to full auto speed without the the uh, detriment of possibly like losing all of your ammo. Um, yeah. and it comes in all the elements, I believe. Yeah, and the nice thing about the uh, semi-auto version, which is super nice, is that the spread pattern is a lot smaller as well. Yes. So that's also a benefit to you. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. So uh, next we have the Backburner. That is a Vladoff rocket launcher. Fires a singularity orb that spawns other non-singularity orbs. Um, it's uh, incendiary shock and cryo. Uh, has three ammo per shot and is an agonizer 9000 drop. Think of it as like a uh, as like a lob that has singularity attached to it and then like spawns other, you know, big balls of, you know, stuff. So uh, magazine, I mean, like... Three ammo per shot and a magazine size of only six, so you're only going to get like two shots out of it before you get a reload. Yeah, it's, but that's uh, that's rocket launchers for you. That's yeah. heavy weapons in this game. That's Dems the brakes. So yep. actually, I think we could get through all this stuff pretty quick. So let's go ahead and go to the next one. Sweet. So the next one is uh, the DNA, which is a Molywan SMG, and that shoots uh, two projectiles of random elements. <laughs> yeah. So. Kind of neat. Uh, they can be incendiary, shot, corrosive, or cryo. So uh, no radiation, it doesn't look like, right. though. Um, now, uh, that's dropped by General Trant, not Captain Trant, by General Trant on Necrotefeo. Necrotefeo. So that's yep. a really interesting weapon, and I'm... I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I feel like you... I, I kind of what I do is I like having like a cutsman or something like that in every element, um, you know, or like specific. Yeah, weapons. so you get that choice then. Right, right. So like, or if I want to, or let's say if not even a cutsman, but like a hellfire, a, a brainstormer, a hornet, you know, mm-hmm. etc. Um, yeah. I kind of like being able to choose, but right. you know, to each their own. So no, uh, I got you. I think that this could be useful for someone that is doing like an elemental build that doesn't want to have to swap, but it is random. So that is kind of the thing. Um, the fact that it shoots two projectiles, I mean, that's just more damage anyway. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And frankly, and it, like if you have, if, if let's say that you have a, uh, an enemy type that has multiple different styles of, of shielding or armor or whatever, like, like yeah. those, uh, like the badass nogs, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. the uh, the super aggro tanks or whatever they are, the badass yeah. aggressive tanks that have like you know yeah, a shield and armor and health. Like fuck yeah. it, just Har- hardened yeah, hardened badass tanks. So like you yeah, said, that's yeah, shield one. armor, you know, and then flesh. It's like well, every time you pull the trigger or you know every time a round fires, you're going to be doing two rounds. So it's like all right, you've got a 50-50 shot. You're going to hit it with <laughs> yeah, you're going <laughs> to you hit know? it with something. So I mean, you yeah. might as well just use the same gun and just unload on them. So uh, all right. 
Next, we have the Monarch, which is a Vladoff assault rifle that acts like a shotgun. It's, uh, like, I've seen this thing in action, and it shoots, like, a spread of, of pellets, like like a shotgun would. Um, yeah, kind of think, like, similar to, like, the, uh, what, the sickle. Yeah, 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 there you go. But a little bit more randomized than the sickle, I would say. Um, yeah. And it's a super high-capacity magazine and fire rate. It can be any element or none. Drops from, from kilovolt. Uh... Look out for that. Uh, anybody who's playing flack and is specting a megavore, you know, because yep. you be getting Absolutely. them crits. Uh, next, we have the Chaosin, which is a dull SMG that shoots stickies that explode after a short delay. So uh, if anyone's used the Torg uh, alternate firing mode, it's the same thing, but um, it's in corrosive shock cryo and uh radiation well not and radiation it's it's the chance to be any of those things right 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 okay so yeah, no uh, it's all of it's all of them at the same time right it <laughs> is increased splash damage radius and it drops from captain trant so that would be captain trant which would be the one on athenas as opposed to the general trant on necro on necro de Feo. yes agree. so yep uh, uh again it's just another you know I don't know. It's, 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 it's nice because that's kind of the idea is like, um, torque stuff is nice, but this just gives you the quick firing rate that an SMG does. Yes. That's kind of the idea. And you still get elements out of it as well. Right. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like uh, if you play Amara, you know, keep an eye out for this because like, to me, that's pretty sick. Like, have you ever wanted a Torg SMG? Well, (laughs) now you've got it, you know? It's like, it's like, no, not really. It's like, no, no, no. We mean one that actually works for your build. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Torg's probably pissed about this thing. Probably. Um, anyways. Apologize. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next up we have the multi-tap. That's an Atlas pistol with a super high fire rate. Uh, it's non-elemental, but does fire a cryo rocket uh, at tagged enemies when it's reloaded. So you've got a badass fire skag. You tag it. You shoot it with super high fire rate with this, uh, with this Atlas pistol. And then when you reload, slams it with a cryo rocket. That's pretty freaking cool. I dig that. That is. Zane player is going to love that because you're getting because you're going to be getting all those um, class uh, all those kill skills to proc with your C and Dead class mod and and then you get the cryo bonus on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, drops from Katagawa Ball on uh, Skywell twenty seven. Yep. Uh, next up we have the Reflux, which is a Hyperion shotgun with high capacity shield. Uh, damage to the shield has a chance to absorb ammo, so I think that's something that we haven't seen yet. We know that uh, we know that there are you know high capacity shields on a majority of Hyperion stuff. Um, it also only fires a corrosive beam between enemies, only, only corrosive. So that means that you're tagging multiple enemies, and it has a corrosive beam that continues between the two of them, right? Yes, yeah, from multiple enemies. Right. Uh, so. The way that the way that it was uh, that it was uh, put in uh, in our reference material, which all comes. This is all coming from Mental Mars, by the way. MentalMars.com. Uh, yeah. Shout outs to them. They always do a good job with having this info. Yeah. Like we don't we haven't found all these guns yet. So <laughs> thankfully, they have all the info. Uh, the way that Mental Mars puts it is it's like think like Brainstormer, but corrosive damage. Right. So take that motherfucker into the uh, Moxie DLC. Yeah, really. 
Uh, so, anyways, and... where do you get that? Go ahead. You never said what, where me? we get it from. Oh, um, we get that one drops from uh, Genevieve, which is on the family jewel in Eden 6. Yep. Uh, let's see. Last on this list of weapons is the Plague Bearer. This is a Torg rocket launcher that fires, again, weirdly enough, a slow-moving singularity orb. Um, weird. Weird to me that there's two new weapons that both that are both rocket launchers that fire singularity orbs, but whatever. I'm not in charge. Uh, it does have other orbs that like s- kind of spiral around it. It's uh, three ammo per shot. Can come in incendiary, corrosive, shock, or cryo. Drops from Warden on Eden 6. I think that this thing would actually be super handy to have against uh, Grave Ward because you can target that center, um, center crit spot on them pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So take an incendiary one of those and lob that thing right into his chest and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so as far as specifically, um, base game updates for like mayhem and, uh, you know, uh, the weapons that are in the base game, that's all we have. But again, just because they're dropping, you know, they're dropping content out here, just like, you know, like, whoa, just, yeah. Like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anyway, they have more stuff too, which is the revenge of the cartels. And we've talked about it a little bit. Um, but yeah, so basically it's another Maurice, uh, you know, driven thing like we've had before. Thank and God. Cause I was, I was genuinely afraid that they were not going to do anything more with Maurice. Yeah. After the, uh, after great. the, lo- um, the yeah. spooky event, the bloody mm-hmm. harvest event. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like yeah, I just like him as a character. He's fun. I think the idea is neat, uh, which makes me sad kind of the way this one starts off because it's kind of it's a little bit depressing. He talks about how he was in a high stakes poker game and he apparently ended up doing pretty well to the point to where he wanted to celebrate his victory. And the way that you do that on his home planet is by devouring uh, is by devouring your opponents. That is yeah. how you celebrate that. Right. Needless to say, the people he's playing poker with weren't too happy about that. And so now they want revenge to the point to where if you go and you check out Maurice, they have broken his arm, like has a cast on his arm and everything. Bunch of bastards. Yeah. It's kind of messed up a little bit. So, uh, so yeah, that's what the situation is. All right. So yeah, the way to make sure that you, uh, get the event going is from the main menu, go ahead and, uh, make sure that it's enabled on your, on the title screen when you load in. Cause I've, I've seen and heard of a lot of people being like, how do I start the event? I'm talking to Maurice, but he's not doing anything. Like, just make sure you're doing that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, which honestly, again, a nice feature. I'm glad they implemented that into the last event um, during the like Valentine's Day one. So yeah, yep, super nice. Uh, so, anyways, to get going on it, first you need to get the coordinates to the uh, main villain's uh, home planet. His name is Joey Ultraviolet, uh, <laughs> and you need to get the coordinates either from an informant or from several different cartel agents that you'll see like across across the area while you know while just playing the game naturally yeah uh it's really not um it's really not too difficult uh i think most of the most of the agent yeah the agents and the um uh the agents and uh informants they have like kind of an aura around them don't they 
something like yeah, that. Yeah, they've got like they've got like this like glowing gear on, so you can pick them up pretty easily. So I've actually been doing. Uh, I was working on uh, leveling up my um, or not leveling up, but like gearing up. I'm going yeah, gearing up my Zane character on the uh, Moxie DLC. Yeah, and I, I'm not interested in. I don't need to fight any mobs or anything. I just want to be able to go and farm uh, Loco Chantrelle. Mm-hmm. So, but in the process of doing that, I have the the uh, event enabled, and I'm only going through and killing the things that I see that have that that have the the gear on that indicate that they're a cartel member. You know, so right. so I can kill them, get the get the stuff that I need to from those things and then build up the thing. Cause it's just like every other event where it's like, you know, kill the ghosts or shoot the hearts or whatever. Well, now it's just other, other mobs that show up that spawn. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, after that, honestly, it's, it's really pretty easy, but it is pretty fun. They added like some extra secret stuff in this one, which I think is nice. Um, so, but basically what you do is you, you know, you get the coordinates, you go back to Maurice, he opens up one of his orbs like he usually does, um, and then you fight through this area to the end of it like you do. Um, the nice thing is that this time you get there and there's like a fountain, uh, and the fountain is kind of like a secret entrance, and, and he tells you that, Maurice tells you that, and he's like, yeah, find find this piece of this, which is like a psycho mask. And uh, it's not always in the same place. It has a chance to be in a few different places uh, within the area. So you kind of get to check out and explore. And there's some different uh, hidden puzzles in there that people have figured out. You know, you can have fun trying to figure them out yourself or figure them out through the Internet or whatever. And um, the, the, the map is huge. Yeah, the it's, map is it's really, really massive. Big. I would say yeah. it's probably I would say it's probably like, what do you think? Probably like twice as big as what the um, as what the. Um, so what heck was? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about twice as big because heck seemed really long in a couple of spots. I would say that like the the area in general is like the size of Athenis. Yeah, so like it's it just... genuinely, but it's an all. I mean, it's not all indoor, but it's like you know a large a large amount of it is indoors. Yeah, so. yeah, ha- yeah. Half of it is going through like the gates to get to this fancy villa, and then the other half is like inside. I would say. Yeah. Super, so. super cool. Yeah. So it's all got like a Miami Vice eighties kind of theme, which is uh, fun. Jeff's, I know, Jeff's I know loving it. the soundtrack. Oh man. I love it. I, I have like three real big loves as far as music goes. Uh, I really love metal. Like, like make no mistake, like super heavy, aggressive metal. And that's something that drew and I share. Another one that we share is our love for blues music, like really folksy kind of down home, you know, slide guitar, blues. Yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. And then, um, and then we diverge. Yeah. And then we (laughs) diverge. Uh, Drew likes quite a bit more like rap and hip hop and stuff like that. And I myself like a lot more, uh, electronic, uh, music, you know, EDM type kind of stuff. So, um, you know, synthwave being a big part of that. So like synthwave and future bass and, you know, dubstep and all that kind of stuff. So that, that being said, because the music is all very, you know, synthwave with like those 80s sounding synths and the really overprocessed, like 
you know, kick and snare drums and stuff like that. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm really digging the music. It's like one of the few places now where I go into my settings and I actually like turn the music up. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Like if you, if you dig all the music in stranger things, check out the, like, that's just a simple way to put it. If you dig the music in stranger things, you dig the music from this area. So. Correct. That is accurate. So anyways, um, so I didn't have this in the notes here, but there's, there's a ton of different, um, mini bosses that you can fight along the way as well. Um, we're going to kind of touch on them a little bit when we get to this next part, the best part of this new event. It's the new guns, the guns in this event are some of the best and most broken guns that we have. Yeah. Like to the point to where here, here's my opinion of it. Okay. The game has been out for a little more Over than six months. Yeah. For, yeah. I was going to say for six months now it is now on, you know, almost every that's now pretty much on every platform with the exception of like Nintendo switch, you know, it's on PS4, it's on Xbox, it's on PC, both on Epic and on steam. It's even on stadia at this point. Okay. Yeah. There's, and it's this, this part of it is free content. You can get up to max level. You can get into this area and it's all, and it's all included. You don't have to pay anything extra outside of just having the game. Yeah. Yep. So do not sleep on these weapons. Like, and I'm not, it's not even, it's like, oh man, these weapons are so good. It's like, I'm, I'm being serious. If you want to, if you want to like do some cool some cool stuff in the game, get these weapons. Like, that's not a joke. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, we'll get, we'll get to it in a second, but again, we're, we're just kind of going over this stuff from uh, mental Mars. Cause uh, they did a really great job of aggregating all this info. So shout out to them. Thanks for that. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. The first gun <laughs> coming out strong right out of the gate. One of my favorite guns, uh, by far, probably probably my favorite like actual gun from this event is the OPQ system. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an Atlas assault rifle that can spawn a drone copy of itself. The drone will target the same location as where you are aiming. You get it from uh, these are the mini bosses that I was talking about earlier, but uh, you can get it from Josie Bite Franco Firewall or from the main boss Joey Ultraviolet in the uh, Villa Ultraviolet during the cartels event. We have been singing the praises of the Q system since it came out. Yes, yeah, since since, since this game came out. Yeah, like it's it's something like up to this point we have always when you're going through and you're farming for all your other gear for your you know for your Krakatoas or monocles or Maggies or Lyudas or whatever it happens to be like if you found an anointed epic level fifty seven Q system like you were snagging it. Because yeah, you, it's yeah super, you still picked it up because it was it right. was on par with legendary stuff. Right. right. It's super, super good. And this like takes it to an entirely new level. Like so the tracker system is gone, but now it just makes a, a double of itself that like floats around and it and aims exactly where you're aiming and is ridiculously strong. So yeah. you're essentially like take and and the the gun itself does huge damage. Like we found one at level. What were, what did we go through that mayhem that like mayhem event four at? or something like that? I yeah, think. I think it was like mayhem four, and it was like four thousand by two for the damage or something yeah. like that. 
you know, that's nuts. And then to have another copy of that, like it's essentially 4,000 times four when you've got the drone out. Right. But it doesn't cost you. It does. Oh shit. I didn't think about that. Does the drone cost you ammo? I don't know. We'll have to look into that. I'll have to look into that. Stay tuned for details. Stay tuned for the next two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm super happy with it. I've got one. I'm go out and get them. And like, the thing is like, like we said before, with the mayhem levels increasing, like they get better and better as you go up. So start, go into this event at whatever mayhem level that you can, then get and go through it until you find a queue system, an OP queue system, then go through it again later at a slightly higher difficulty. And you can just keep on working your way up because it is that strong. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. So good. So, all right, you're up. So going on, we now, we also have the No Pew Pew, which is an incendiary CLV assault rifle. Uh, you can get that one from, uh, you can get that one from Roaster. Uh, these are, these are, you know, mini bosses in here. You can get it from Roaster, the Tenderizer, and again, Joey Ultraviolet. I think Joey just has a chance to drop all these things, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Okay. So blanket statement, Joey can drop any of these. Right. So, yep. Again, uh, yeah. Incendiary COV assault rifle. Cal, how do we describe this? It's kind of like. It's, it's a, so it's a, it's a three projectile assault rifle and it works like a, uh, like a Vladoff shred of fire does. Right. To yep. where it's got, I mean, it doesn't actually have the spinning barrel on there, but it works like that to where and the longer you hold the trigger down, the faster it, the faster it goes. Right. I will say it's it's pretty cool looking too. Like I, you know, uh, it's 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 honestly one of the most unique looking weapons in the game. I would say just on sheer looks yeah. alone, because the idea is that it's always incendiary, and at the end of the barrel, it actually has a propane tank chained onto it. Yeah, like basically. a mini propane tank. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, and the sight for it or the scope. Is just a bottle, like a beer bottle. Yeah, just, a, that's just like, like a beer bottle, on. like yeah. rubber banded on there or whatever. Yeah. Nice. So, pretty cool. But yeah, again, if you're looking for incendiary damage, solid choice. All right, so next we have the Grease Trap, which is a incendiary Malawan pistol that has uh, two projectile options. Hot Grease, which is a spread shot and fire starter that shoots fireballs. Uh, you can get it from Roaster, uh, the Tenderizer, and Joey Ultraviolet. Think of it like if you're... if you're, if you're familiar with the, uh, I don't remember if that, yeah, I think it only came with the, uh, deluxe and super deluxe version, but if you ever use the hyper hydrator yeah. where you like covered your enemy in water and then, and then shocked them like this does that with fire. So you cover them with grease and then shoot them and then light them on fire, right. which is fucking brutal sounding. It is. But, uh, and like it, it works also kind of like a, like a super ball does, but like straight, mm-hmm. you know? It's really, it's, it's not a bad weapon. It it is kind of niche, you know, kind of corner case stuff. So like not super into that. Oh man. No, Drew, Uh, I'm going to let you actually go ahead and talk about this because, uh, because it makes most sense. Okay, sweet. So uh, next on the list is the yellow cake. It is a radiation COV launcher that has it shoots a projectile that splits into two and then those two split into four and then they drop and they explode uh the explosions have super high splash damage radius uh you can get it from fish slap tyrone smallums and joey 
it only comes in it only comes in radi- uh, radiation, but it's our first legendary COV rocket launcher, um, and it's crazy, crazy overpowered. Yeah, frankly, um, Jolt's dude one three nine actually put out a video about it either last night or this morning as of the recording of this. So either on the twenty sixth or twenty fifth, I forget which, and. Yeah. He, for those of you that have played Borderlands 2, you'll get this reference. Uh, he has said that this is basically a um, cow. Now I can't even think of it. It's not a, not a, a Norfleet 2.0. Norfleet 2.0. Yeah. I had it in my head. I just couldn't think of the name. It is a Norfleet 2.0, which Norfleet made the game easy mode. And if Drew's experience is anything to go off of, this is kind of the same way. So, Drew, do you want to explain how you've been using this and and the circumstances? Okay, so I got a I got a stupid roll on this thing. I'm not gonna lie, like I'm, it's crazy. Um, so I was going through the cartel event on Mayhem Four. I got a yellow cake that does like twenty thousand something damage. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got it with one of the new anoints, which is when enemies are above 90% health, that this thing does 300% more damage. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's already <laughs> incredible. That's already a lot a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot uh, of damage. That's almost that. Just, just, just on its own, that's almost 100,000 damage. Right. So... Now I have that on my flak, which has which is highly specced into two fang. Currently, every other shot of mine is a shot that fires an additional projectile for free. So now instead of getting one orb that splits into two and then splits into a total of four, now I have two that split into four and then eight. And um, I also have a Deadeye class mod equipped, which does 30% more damage to enemies above 75% health. And um, it's just, so I go into Fade, like, I'm, like, no joke, I'm able to one-shot Katagawa on Mayhem 10. Because if you, so I go in, so I get it to where, Joltz explains this really well in, um, in his uh, video about um, Flack, uh, Deputy Flack 2.0, which is the build that I'm using, uh, Two Fang is on a sequence, and when you load in, you automatic like your first shot when you, as soon as you load in is going to be a Two Fang shot. So you drop in, you go into uh, Fade Away, you drop down the hole to shoot Katagawa Junior. And you shoot it just right, you can get all eight projectiles to hit right next to him and one shot him. And it's crazy. I bet. I bet it is. That's just ridiculous that you've got. Like, it's got to be, you got to have it just right. And also, I did, I have also rolled the modifiers to where um, it's uh, um, giant brain or whatever it is. So oh, yeah. Got, <laughs> so, like, I've got an even better chance of getting the crits on there and everything. It's mm-hmm. if, like, and this is a level, and this is a Mayhem Four version of this gun, you know. Like I think I'm, I'm mostly sure that it's that Anoint that's doing the work. 
Right. Um, but still. But, but still, like, I can... Today, actually, as, when we're done recording, and I've taken care of a couple of things around the house, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been playing so much Borderlands, I'm going to be going through... I'm going to see what Mayhem level I can go through, Joey Ultra, Ultraviolet's... Um, you know, to where I can go through the villa and everything the with thing, this, yeah. with this thing. I'm going to see what mayhem level I can go through this thing with, because this thing isn't even as strong as it could be. Right. It can get, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen the damage as high as 40,000. Okay. For the, for the number. And then you can get it and you can get a times two version, mm-hmm. which will consume two ammo per shot, but still like, yeah. so can you, like, that's an automatic kill on anything yeah you know like if you get it times let's say that you do the same build as me you know that i'm doing you get a times two version and you get two fang now you're shooting four projectiles (laughs) that split into eight that split into 16 and then your and then your computer explodes (laughs) yeah i mean like you just you just win the game at that point you just win and like automatic win button (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, and that's, a lot of people are like, that thing's broken, or whatever else, like, you're probably right, you're probably right, it's broken, it's probably I'm, gonna get nerfed, <laughs> It's pr- it probably is, and like, I am exploiting the hell out of it, but, that's what I wanna do, <laughs> so, I got no, no issues with that, and, uh, you know, look out for it, try to find that thing, it's sick. So that's the yellow cake. That's the yellow cake. All right. You're Moving right along, uh, we have the Iceburger. Uh, Iceburger, in this case, <laughs> uh, is spelled like burger as in, you know, beef patties, all that kind of thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Iceburger is a Hyperion shotgun that shoots incendiary lasers and cryo burgers. burgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, for those of you wondering what a burger is, it's like, nah, son, like, burgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like beef patty on bun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do all beef patties. <laughs> yeah. Stop so, it. Stop right there. <laughs> copy before we get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll be honest. This one's this one's fun. It's kind of a neat novelty. It's not the greatest overall weapon itself, just because it's so weird to use. Because you have this beam that comes out that's incendiary, and then you're just lobbing burgers. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's just so hard and weird to kind to kind of try and figure out. I mean, it's fine, you know, but it's just, I don't know, it's just interesting. So is the idea that like the incendiary beam is like cooking the burger as it flies? Uh, pro- probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that. Fresh, never frozen beef. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop it. Copyright claim. Damn it. All right. Uh, since I went so long on the yellow cake and like did two in a row, you got to do the needle gun too. All right. So the needle gun is actually something that's really fun. Uh, it's uh, the needle gun is a TDR SMG that can apply a stacking vulnerability debuff on enemies. Here's the thing to keep about this: no matter what level you get this thing at, it's not meant for damage, like at yeah. all. It's that yeah, is not sure. the point of this thing. Uh, it stacks a debuff on enemies and at max stats, additional damage refills the needle guns magazine. So the effect does have a cooldown. Uh, it can come in incendiary shot, corrosive cryo radiation, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and it can be obtained from Josie bite Franco firewall and Joey ultraviolet. So the thing about this one is 
it does a ton of debuffing. Like it's 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 pretty nuts. And so the idea is that you're consistently just throwing shots into this thing, and you might not be doing much damage, but if you've got other people with you, you're basically just like, all right, I'm gonna debuff the boss, and you guys kill it. And it's like, all right, okay, I've debuffed it. It's like, all right, it's dead. It's it's done. <laughs> so, I mean, like, if you can get your hands on this, can you can you make this thing work better for you for mobbing? You know, for taking out bosses that are higher mayhem levels than you're supposed to be able to take out. I mean, I would assume so. I think that's I think that's the way it works. So. Like if you get it and you go into, let's say you're you were pretty well set up for for mayhem for new mayhem four, right? Yeah. And you take it into like mayhem eight gigamind, you know, and you yeah. throw an its piss to get the twenty percent debuff, and then you use the needle gun to debuff them, yeah. you know. Yeah, and just then, throw an entire magazine of that at it, and then... Right, and then Krakatoa his ass. You yeah. know, are you which, done? Yeah, which, the mag, which to be fair, the magazine size on this thing is pretty big, too. It's, it's like I said, it's an SMG with 33 rounds in it. Yeah, if you get a shock one, I would say, like, take that to, take that to what's-his-face, you know? Just see what happens. Yeah. I, I gotta give that a try. I gotta give it a try. I need to play with that more, but... Uh, Same. Yeah. That's pretty I know cool. we I know we got a couple of them, so we will have to mess around with that. So yeah, for sure. All right, my turn again. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go. Uh, we got the firewall. It's a Hyperion shield with a projected shield. You know that does. You know what the Hyperion shields do? As you crouch and it goes zoop, and then projects an actual shield in front of you. Uh, it also has that shield has a chance to fire projectiles at your enemies. So that's friggin' cool. Uh, a portion of the projectile's damage will refill your will refill your shield's capacity. So you shoot out, you crouch down, it shoots out the shield, it shoots projectiles out, and then recharges the shield. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty like sick. a self-sustaining shield. So that's neat. Just never, um, just never stop crouching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, or sliding. Oh just, man, just putting that thing on and sliding your ass all over the place. Yeah, get like a uh, get like one of the snowdrift class mods. <laughs> yeah, and you're just shooting a ton of projectiles every time you crouch, and it zip, 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 and it's just <laughs> feeding right into it. It's like a, it's a, like an it's like an actual good version of it's like that combination is almost like an actual good version of uh, like the buzz saw, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, setup. exactly. Yep. So, uh, anyways, you can get it from uh, from Josie Bite, Franco Firewall, Firewall, or Josie Ultraviolet. Nice. So uh, we also have uh, the Watson. Uh, the Watson is an engine shield that, get this, will spawn grenades based on the element of the incoming projectile. So someone shoots you, they're doing cryo damage or whatever. Guess what? This shield is gonna this shield is gonna poop out, <laughs> you know, cryo grenades. <laughs> so weird though, but like. Like, is that useful at all? Because, like, if they're doing... If you have a... Like, it's not going to do any good against elemental uh, creatures, you know? Like, if you've got, a, like, a fire skag, yeah. right? That's it's a shooting fire, fire at you. Right, and you're, <laughs> and like, then... throwing fire grenades at it. Does no good. No good at all. I guess this thing would be more for like mobbing. So if you have someone shooting at you with like a cryo weapon and there's like an incendiary something or other, then it's like, all right, so now you're just going to go through and be doing both of them, I guess is the idea. I, guess. <laughs> I mean, like it makes sense. Like if you're doing, it could, 
I don't know the capacities or anything like that, but I mean, if you're doing one of the uh, one of the slaughter shaft things, yeah, you know, like not again, not the creature one, you know, but if you're doing <laughs> like the normal, you know, slaughter shaft, like that could actually be kind of useful because even though you have a hardened hardened badass tank that's shooting, you know, an ice a, a cryo gun at you, like they're not invulnerable to that, you know. Right. Yep. So. I don't know. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, um, let's see. And so, yeah, there's that. And then, Drew, do you want to go ahead and cover? Uh, nope, because you got to tell us where you can get the uh, where you can get that from. You can get the uh, Watson from Fish Slap, Tyrone Smallums, and Joey Ultraviolet. Uh, yep. Now, if you keep on hearing us refer to uh, this Fish Slap thing, well, just you wait. <laughs> okay. So next and last and definitely not least because you know uh, we have the fish slap pangolin grenade mod. It does melee damage. <laughs> <laughs> it's shaped like a fish, also. <laughs> so weird. So is. this is like ultimate Borderlands, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The- um, this is a good point. This is straight up borderlands. It's like, hey, throw this fish. It does melee stuff. But why? Yeah. It's like, cause why not? Yeah, because it's a fish slap. Anyways, uh, it's uh, so it does thirty percent of the thirty da- percent of the damage dealt is used to refill your shield's capacity. Um, unsurprisingly, you get it from fish slap. Uh, you can also get it from Tyrone Smallums and Joey Ultraviolet. That thing's just cool, just because of what it is. Like this, is just neat. It's just a cool, fun idea. Um, yeah, I mean, frankly, if you're if you're using if you're using Mo's and you're doing like splash damage and grenade stuff, anyways, like, and you've got a big ass shield because you're doing that kind of thing too, like thirty percent of the damage that it does is not insignificant when it comes to recharging your shield. No, it's not. I mean, we're looking at this and the picture that we're that we have in front of us. You know, it's like it, it's doing like ten thousand damage. So, and on action skill end, you know, uh, like uh, again, referencing this picture that we have off of mental Mars in the picture, when action skill is active, grenade damage is increased by 150%. It's like, all right, so now you've got this thing. So now you've got this grenade that's doing, you know, like 30,000 damage and, and then you get 30% of that back. Right. So now you get 10,000 back to your shield. mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, and then and then I you know there's different variations you can get of it you know different prefixes and everything like you know no escape is uh, like a singularity thing so it pulls enemies in for you know a second and stuff like that so you know that's just that's just how it is it's cra- it's a crazy thing but I mean I'm looking forward to seeing Amara builds and stuff like that with this thing where it's like all right I've got I've got this and the face puncher so like literally everything I'm doing is doing melee damage. Yep. So sick yeah oh that's all the stuff that's it's uh oh my god it was so there's, much stuff there's so much this is the biggest update to borderlands that we've ever seen <laughs> that we've seen it once yeah um anyways uh let us know your thoughts let us know what you think of the update if you think it's cool if you think it sucks what your favorite stuff is show us some of your sick rolls and stuff that you're getting on everything tell me about how much of a pussy i am for using a uh, yellow cake like I am. Whatever. 
all that. <laughs> all that stuff. Do it on the Twitters and the emails. At yeah. Vault Hunters Pod. Uh, Vault Hunters Guide at gmail.com. No going, going gun. And it feels really awkward, but like we talked so much about so many guns. So good luck and good drops. Okay, bye. <laughs>